This time on No Not the Mind Probe, episode number 62, Great Future in Plastics. Welcome to No, Not the Mind Probe. That was Glenda the Good Witch, everybody. No, Not the Mind Probe, Dorothy. Uh, We're really, really working on this. Variations are are getting fewer and farther between. (laughs) (laughs) This is line reading. We're almost to the actual one. Um, But this today, it's not happening today, though, folks. Today, what's happening is this podcast uh, where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. And uh, uh, we're back from holiday. Uh, we, we took July 4th off uh, from our busy recording schedule. So I uh, so apologize to, for the week delay for those of you who are, who are you know, right on the right on the, uh, the button uh, with them. But we're celebrating America or what's left of it. Uh, my name is John Grant. I'm a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it for 37 years. And my name is Porter Mason. John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 25 years and uh, coming up on a three two, uh, two years ago, but still still about a year and a half. Uh, I finally said yes to this and I've never looked back. Yeah. My life has, has been Doors changed. have opened. Door. <laughs> Celebrity. I mean, I, I apologize to Mike a lot. I'm like, you know, you didn't ask to, to marry into a broadcasting family like that. That happened to you after we've been together for a while. And I, I never really gave you the chance chance to wait that's right we appreciate our long-suffering spouses um we got to do a couple news updates here oh, uh, okay. um so for casting announcement casting announcement whoop, whoop. uh this has now been out for three weeks but uh for those of you who again get your news from from uh, neil patrick harris cast in the I saw this. upcoming 60th anniversary episode so, but it's not clear what he will be right no no there's a lot of speculation out there but uh nobody's sure uh, but um, I'd say this is probably our biggest. This is like the biggest American uh, actor who's ever appeared in it. When I heard huge. about this, it made me think another way they could have gone. I think Neil Patrick Harris could be a great Doctor Who. Could oh, be yeah. A great yeah. Doctor. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, what if they made an American Doctor? Like they've never mm-hmm. done that. Oh, no, that you yeah. couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. Couldn't that's, do it. That's, couldn't that's do too it. Um, uh, so, yes, so very exciting. Uh, again, a lot of mystery. Uh, also, uh, uh, very exciting uh, news. Uh, 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 so, Shuti Gatwa, the, the next Doctor, yes. uh, is also filming the Barbie movie. Apparently, there's going to be a Barbie movie. And this Barbie um, movie is like has a star stud like the writers yeah. are like Oscar winning writers like Oscar winning directors. Funny, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's supposed to be. I mean, although it was interesting, they really protect that brand. But we'll see what right. they do. But apparently, Ryan Gosling is in it. Yes, and he uh, he was wearing a Doctor Who uh, t shirt. Um, wow. uh, to to you know sell a, a bootleg of of Shuti as the as the new Doctor Who. Oh, um, so I think uh, we can assume welcome Ryan to uh, No Not the Mind Probe listeners. Yeah. I mean, he's probably. Yeah. He's probably going to dive in with both feet, and yeah. and after he gets through the first thirty or so other Doctor Who podcasts that he's interested in, yeah. he'll be like, "Oh, this is what I need. Yeah, this is on. what I need right here." Or he's just been binging, like they're trying to get him out of his trailer, and he's like, "No, right. there's sixty episodes of this mind probe, and it is riveting. <laughs> These people are amazing." Um, well, so, for, yeah, I think that's for the benefit of Ryan Gosling, let me explain. To so each episode of the podcast, yeah. we look at two stories. We go through the 21st century Doctor Who series in order. And then each podcast, uh, John, our Doctor Who sommelier, pairs that story with one of the classic stories from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. (laughs) And today. (laughs) Uh, John, what are we watching on this episode? What did uh, we watch? We're not going to watch it while on this podcast. Actually, we now, okay, now we're going to pause it. And we're going to yeah, both go yeah. away and then we'll come back. Um, but we're going to leave the recorder running. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, um, uh, we are. What are we doing? Oh, yes. Uh, this episode, uh, we have um, uh, the rebel flesh and the almost people. I think they get that in right order. Was it the other way? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. uh, the two part of the next Matt Smith uh, um, uh, and Amy and Rory uh, two parter. And uh, we've paired that. So this is about a story about goo, uh, goos that become people. Um, and we've paired that with terror of the autons, which is also about sort of goo plastic that also becomes people and things and mostly things that strangle people. Mm hmm. 
right, so we're going to recap these episodes first. Do this. And uh, first, we will start with a, a two-parter. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, uh, uh, Terror of the Autons. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Terror of the Autons is the second one. Rebel Flesh and the, and the Almost People. Uh, this is story number 217. It aired May 21st and May 28th, 2011. And a total of 90 minutes, 245-minute uh, episodes. We mentioned this is... Uh, the same gang, nothing, nothing so far has uh, changed here. So we still have Matt Smith and uh, teetering and on the edge of Rory massive right. reveals. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and but we have a clip, so let's play that here for you. So what now, Doctor? Well, time to get cracking, Doctor. Yeah. Hello. Sorry, but we had to establish a few ground rules. Formulate a protocol. Protocol. Very posh. Well, protocol between us otherwise gets horribly embarrassing potentially confusing okay well i'm glad you solved the problem of confusing that's sarcasm she's very good at sarcasm breathe what we have to get you off the side and the gang is too sorry would you like a memo from the last meeting they are trying to kill us they're scared doctor we're trapped in here right see i don't think so the flesh body's fed by cabling from above but where are the earthing conduits all this piping must go down into a tunnel or a shaft or something. Yes? With us? Yowza! An escapement! You know, I'm starting to get a sense of just how impressive it is to hang out with me. Do we tend to say yowza? That's enough. Let it go. Okay. We're under stress. Matt Smith. There we go. Matt Smith. It's very, uh, you know, this is Matt acting against himself. Right. This um, is clearly so. What what does this show need? More Matt Smith. More so Matt let's, Smith. let's yeah. get him talking to one I, another. I have to say, it was impressive. The because uh, you know, I think you and I grew up on the uh, split screen with like you know Haley Mills, and she would be like <laughs> looking right. at different eye lines or uh, from from the Parent Trap folks. Look that up. Uh, and um, uh, you know the, the or the other. In a two shot, the other person would like clearly be like a, a tall, a foot taller and another gender or something. <laughs> like, ah, that's the same person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they really got that. Uh, they got the uh, duplicate stuff. Uh, done well. Yeah. So that's the big uh, crux of this two parter here. Um, we're on a uh, well, I'm not it's not a mining planet. But it's kind of like a mining planet. Right. They, yeah. They're a, a pumping planet. We know Doctor Who loves mining. Got to mine and reroute um, that power. And I think there's a little both in this. A little rerouting power, rerouting. power. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they are on uh, kind of a colony that's been set up where they pump this acid uh, to the mainland. I'm not sure why. Um, I don't remember. Either. But I'm not sure. It's clear. They're sending the acid. Get that acid and give it yeah. to other people. And I, should, I, I hope it's on the other end of the pipeline. There's like, what? Who keeps putting this acid in here? <laughs> right. They've just been working on this for like 50 years, and no one's told them like, you could. We we're all good with the acid. We're fine. Um, I should mention it is uh, Matt and Amy and Rory. So we're we're all, we're all together right now. Yeah. Everybody. Um, or are we? Or are we? Yeah. Ooh, good point. Yeah. So yeah. we what we find out is that in this realm and these are humans right i mean the yeah, right I, yeah i couldn't decide if it was earth or not um i was confused about that it's a lot of interesting um earth yes uh okay, so from what i'm reading here it like is earth future. in by the way the 22nd century so we're Ooh. this is our very near future and Ooh. actually at where we are right now yeah this seems reasonable sure, i think we probably. might end up here uh <laughs> so what what they what where we are where earth is at this point is we're able to make <laughs> essentially quick clones of ourselves uh that they call gangers short for doppelgangers mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. use them as essentially slave labor it, there's a lot of shades of of the ood here where yeah, but, yeah. but even more sort of in your face about it because it's like this is literally you and you're still treating it like a slave yeah. uh but they they develop these gangers and part of the reason is there's very dangerous parts to to pumping and mining this acid so the gangers are somewhat dispensable so they can send them to do dangerous things and then uh i think they kill them even if they don't die but like it's like oh they could die and it's fine because they're just the gangers um and then kind of when they're done after a certain period of time they kill them almost it's felt more for actually the human psychological reasons like let's just kill them every so often so you're not like get too attached to these gangers so they meet this little crew who's still running this and there's problems going on with the factory and ultimately what we end up with is um and and as we saw kind of with the ood different members of the the of the humans part of the crew 
are very hardline, like very brutal anti ganger, like very harsh, like they're not even people. They're not real. We should treat them like garbage. And others are sort of, um, you know, think of them more as beings. Yeah, of course, Amy uh, is, you know, immediately like, hey, you know, these are real people and we should treat them as such. And then similarly among the gangers, there are some that are just happy with their lot in life or just moving on and others there appears to be a resistance starting of like no we need rights um so the basically we we end up in a situation where there's some enemy between them there's some battling then some things go wrong in the factory and so we have to go through a series of sort of like touching television moments of like maybe <laughs> the gangers i have to work with my gangers side by side and that's the only way we can make it work it was a child at one point that they had to I don't yeah know, about the child um and then the cliffhanger of the midpoint of this two-parter is we find out uh because these gangers are just being spit out all the time like you, yeah. you basically you touch <laughs> this substance uh, almost and then you, this happens somehow it seemed like well i, well, I guess it, it normally they like create them to their little control they were all strapped in a little things but the doctor like because he did the he was rerouting power and the power got rerouted right. and then yeah and then that's how he got there. right so we, we so right the cliffhanger is we see there's a ganger of the doctor and we just heard that conversation what? there what that was so, what? um so there's a lot of that and the the, the main part of the thrust of the second episode is Amy, who had been so pro-ganger, is then mm-hmm. faced with, well, like, well, this is the most important person in your life. Right. And if you're saying that the gangers are real, then shouldn't you love this person just as much as you love the doctor? Um, because the the both the doctor and his ganger version are trying to explain, like, no, I'm the same person. I have all the same memories of him. I Every memory we've had together, I have that too. So shouldn't you... You know, and her answer is a resounding no, just not even no, know, yeah, no way, dude. It's about it. She's like, uh, look, look, you're real being, but you are not the same person, you're a different person. And yes, there's a thing specifically with one of the men has a child back in home whose yeah. birthday is imminent, and they talk about that. Where it's like, the, the ganger is like, well, to me, that is also my child, like, I have no, like, I have all the memories of this, and right. they're like, no, it's not you. So, that, there's a lot of like. Uh, philosophical discussions about what does this mean yeah. what does it mean uh, uh, about all this meanwhile some of the gangers and humans are deciding screw this let's kill each other instead which is a lot of fun yeah and has rory has sympathy for it, right rory kind of breaks out his own in this right he's kept the he yeah likes the, the one girl is nice to him or something and he's very insistent that they help her and amy's just kind of like nope kill them all and then that kind of bites him in the butt. And then there's uh, a, a monster they're trying to to fight to some extent. Um, but and honestly, a lot of really it goes crazy. Yeah, a lot of it is really just this philosophical like musing on what does it mean to be a clone of oneself. I um, guess. <laughs> so uh, so he um, then after we get back on the TARDIS, we realize that actually amy is a ganger herself and he turns her back into the goo yep and he says i'm gonna find the real you and um so that sets us off for next week's episode when we look into that but um i was a little did you find so i I hadn't watched this for a while and so it's like i knew i knew i knew the ending was coming um but they go through the whole thing and like so the gangers in the story are um the lightning bolt or whatever separates them from their control. And so they have some sort of independent life and it's all like, Oh yes. You know, normally they, normally they wouldn't be able to function if you, but now they can, but then there's still a lot of dialogue. It's like, well, no, even the, even the ones that you were controlling, like you could see it in their eyes that they were suffering. It was all this other stuff. So they made this whole story about how, oh, we should respect them as independent beings, blah, blah, blah. And then the doctor's like, oh, Amy's a ganger. Turns her to goo immediately. Not even a thought. And then also, um, so then how long, every time they do this, and they've done this previously with, I'm trying to remember another episode uh, or another plot line from, from years past, but then your immediate question is like, well, wait, so how long has the fake Amy been here? And, and, right. and that's, oh, I, I don't know. So I, 
I and and I say this having also like seen the next episode. I'm like, I don't think that's satisfactorily dealt with. It's just sort of like, aha, she's well, clearly real. since um since the lady with the the little thing looking inside. Uh, and so she saw that yeah. back in the uh, open season opener. So sometime before the season opener, right? Sometime I guess that them. happened. Like, yeah. I, um, and and yeah, right. And so we <laughs> see her. We see that lady and and Amy. That Amy is pregnant, and uh, you know she's about to give birth. In fact, starts going into labor. Yeah. Um. So that's where we end it. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Interesting. Uh. This is one of the rare times I'm going to say. Uh. We say this. I say this a lot about the classic episodes. For what this accomplished, I don't know why this was a two-parter. Like, yeah, I just, it could have been yeah. a lot shorter. It's by Matthew Graham, who wrote "Fear Her," uh, which is obviously one of the ones we love. <laughs> oh, uh, no, really? <laughs> yeah, he also oh, wrote no. "Life on Mars," so he's a good writer. Yeah, yeah, um, right. The thing that, yeah, the thing that gets me about this one is, um, all right, I'll do good stuff first. Uh, Matt Smith playing against Matt Smith is wonderful. Um, although the, 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 the switch is so predictable. It's just like, uh, yeah, they are, they clearly are going to swap shoes. Uh, and, and Amy's going to turn out to be wrong that he's the Dodge. I was like, that's obviously going to happen. Um, I love Rory asserting himself. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, like to sort of be like, I right, coming out of Amy's shadow and being like, no, I'm going to take care of this person and her, like a little bit of jealousy and stuff like that. Um, uh, and also just a little, uh, Mark Bonner plays the the guy with the child. Uh, he's a pretty well-known um, uh, British actor. He's done a lot of stuff uh, uh, in various series. He's always very good. Um, and he plays a character called the Eleven in Big Finish, uh, which is a recurring sort of bad guy character. But he's very good. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this story seems to be working very hard to convey some sort of lesson or me- that's that's just my feelings at all. I don't like this one be- but, uh, very much. But yeah, my whole feeling is so clearly. <clears throat> Clearly, Stephen Moffat was like, uh, "Okay, like you need to get to the point where it turns out Amy's fake, uh, and this is happening. Like, so I right. just get there." Um, <clears throat> so they came up with this whole story, but like, w- what is the message? You're right. Like, there's some philosophical thing. Like, ah, uh, yes, if you're ever duplicated, uh, and uh, you know, it's a lightning yeah. strike, and you're separated from your duplicate, that's a real person. Don't treat that like a. And it's like, well, is that gonna happen? <laughs> is that coming up? <laughs> well, it actually reminded me of this. This. Uh, plot or this theme uh was a very fairly common plot line in in sci-fi stories in the let's say 60s and 70s when genetics started to be a thing and the idea of cloning became possible there was the the clonus horror obviously one of the big of course one of the big ones people never forget (laughs) and and i guess that's what i mean it was so at the time there was new there was this new technology (laughs) and the reason why that became stories is because like people jump to this conclusion like well we're immediately gonna start cloning people let me tell you why yep. that's not a good idea and they would throw out a bunch of ideas of like ah oh, this is our future clearly this is where we're headed we need to slow down on this genetic stuff whereas at this point in our civilization i i think we're like yeah i think we get that we're not just gonna clone people yep. willy-nilly yep. so i don't know why we need this this, this <laughs> morality <people>. tale about <laughs> yeah. like about well we should really pump the brakes on cloning Ooh. people it's like I, okay like, yeah well let's okay right, i agree so that was thing. i was like well wait does, I, and I kept going back for like does it have to be an allegory i mean i mean I guess it could just be uh, for some reason, uh, you know, I was like, why, why am I not allowing it to just be an interesting sci-fi story? Like, Hey, this thing happened and wouldn't be an interesting day. And I'm like, no, no, this has to mean something to me. And I can't, it must be the earnestness. The only thing I can think of that's close. And again, not close in terms of going to happen to us anytime soon um, is they say that that is how, the theory is that is how transporter technology would eventually work, right? Huh. If you, the Star Trek thing would be that um, it would it would beam information, basically copy you, and then right. beam your information to another place, and then recreate you in that place. Um, and so there would be this philosophical question of like, well, wait a second, everything about you was destroyed, um, disintegrated right. in this one place. Is it place. still you? Yeah, really? is it still you? And this is, a, I mean, there are there is some interesting philosophical writing about this and sort of an identity but yeah again it just it just comes across as earnestness it's like hey everybody this is a really important lesson like get your kids around the tv and really think through <laughs> this and you're just like i don't know that it is <laughs> and like i said it seemed like well-worn territory because we've literally had the the whole not just this but very recently we've had the whole series about the ood where we kind yeah. of went through this hey if you like enslave a people <laughs> um, you know <laughs> even if it seems like they're up for it uh, you know maybe that's not great well doctor who told the line against slavery like hey everybody <laughs> and, and you know you, you laugh you think ah 
do we need this lesson? And then you you see the news and you're just kind of like, maybe we do. Maybe we <laughs> maybe are teetering we on the edge of this again. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go back to a more enlightened time, the 1970s. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> this, uh, our classic episode this week is uh, Terror of the Autons, which is the introduction of the Autons. Because we've met the Autons before. No, no. This was uh, this came after. So Spearhead from Space was the introduction of the Autons. So this is actually a oh, sequel. Oh, really? To Spearhead. Yeah. So the beginning, um, uh, oh, the right, um, right. master breaks in and steals the remaining nesting device. So yeah, right, so right. a direct okay. sequel. So this is a story 55. It's a four-parter aired in January 1971, the 2nd of January through the 23rd of January. And we're back for the second Doctor and the introduction third, of... Third. I'm sorry, the third Doctor and the introduction of Joe Grant. Yes, yeah, a lot of uh, Dude, we have... We're definitely with Unit and... Yep, and the introduction of the Master. This is the first Master story. The first uh, Joe it? Grant story. Uh, the first Captain Yates story. This is this is a big... This is a season premiere. So it's a big... Big first. And uh, this, uh, we can talk more about this, but this, you've always mentioned this to me. This is when the, when Liz Shaw is just swept under. She's like, yeah, she yeah. went back to Cambridge. Just yeah, don't she's in Cambridge now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to see her? Should she, should she call? No, her phone. She doesn't have a phone. She doesn't have a telephone. <laughs> that's great. Uh, anyway, here's a, here's a clip from Terror of the Autons. My coordinates seem to have slipped a little. Still not bad after 29,000 light years. I do hope you can uh, <laughs> spare a moment or two, Doctor. Sarcasm always was a weak point with you, wasn't it? May I say that I think you look quite ridiculous in those clothes? I am travelling incognito. Oh, why? We Time Lords don't care to be conspicuous. Some of us, that is. Now, look, if you've come down here merely to be rude... I came to warn you. An old acquaintance has arrived on this planet. Huh? One of our people? The Master. That jackanapes, or he ever does, is cause trouble. He'll certainly try to kill you, Doctor. The tribunal thought that you ought to be made aware of your danger. How very kind of them. You are incorrigibly meddlesome, Doctor, but we've always felt that your hearts are in the right places. But be careful. The Master has learnt a great deal since you last met him. I refuse to be worried by a renegade like the Master. He's, a, he's an unimaginative plodder. His degree in cosmic science was of a higher class than yours? Yes, well, uh, <clears throat> yes, well, I, I was a late developer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is that's all the setup. We, we had never heard of the master before. Uh, was this or the in, first additional yeah. time ward that we met? Oh no, we'd met the well, we'd seen we'd seen the war games, uh, so the no, was there, okay. and then um, uh, in terms of um, renegade time lords, yes, we, we'll meet the meddling monk, uh, who uh, we'll we'll see uh, one of these days. Um, is a first doctor story, but yeah. Well, this is from that clip was not far from the beginning of this. So right right before this, he we mentioned he meets Joe. The brigadier tells him uh, similar to Poochie from The Simpsons, basically, <laughs> Liz Shaw has gone away now. <laughs> Please don't ask about her anymore, uh, which doesn't again, exist anymore. Unfortunate. I really liked her as a companion. Um, and then what was interesting is that they set Joe up. And I guess this is along what you had said before, that Liz was sort of too qualified to be a companion, yeah. um, which I think now in these later years, we sort of like when the companions can hold their own. Yeah, yeah can hold their own. And, and, and Joe does end up there. But when they introduce her, it's clearly like, just like, oh, by the way, your new uh, companion is Joe Grant. She knows nothing and only yeah. got this position because of her father. <laughs> and the, and so the the doctor is upset and concerned. Is like, well, no, I can't have this I person around. Yeah. And and then in the story, she's a a drag on him. Like she has to go. <laughs> she has to be rescued several times. And you know, again, she she definitely comes into her own. But um, she's a. Uh, 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 um... I do like that there's a great little character moment where uh, he's like, no, this is totally inappropriate. And the brigadier says, okay, you have to fire her then. Uh, right, right. And, you can't do it. <laughs> he can't do it. It's like, oh, so that's a nice little character uh, hit for both the brigadier and the doctor. I didn't find it. So, I mean, ultimately, it's fairly <clears throat> straightforward. Um, it's we the, the this other doctor, we don't find out the name, but another time lord. I'm sorry, not another doctor, but another time lord tells him. Uh, hey, the master's here, and we and we find out that the master is actually more well credentialed than him, though, yeah. uh, you know, uh, totally a, evil, though a murderer. <laughs> yeah, because he's wearing um, all black. We know. So he bad. takes over a plastics factory. He starts building autons. I had forgotten that that the I guess the very first episode of the Third Doctor was where we yep. first met the Aussie autons. Space. 
and um he yes immediately joe is kidnapped and becomes like a plot like you know is taken taken over by hypnosis which we see as you know this is one of the master's common powers mm-hmm. if you will or, or a go-to she comes back to unit with a bomb um which the master throws out the window <laughs> a really funny i don't know funny sequence to me um and ultimately, window, into a, into like the ocean or something which suddenly is right next to the office and i don't know i honestly don't really want to get that much into it but it's a fairly straightforward thing it was like well he's taking over the factory and he's making the autons they ultimately try a bunch of things but get in and 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 stop him and uh <laughs> and then the master gets away like but but yes. we find out that he's trapped on earth right and so it takes his dematerialization second yes. setting us up for the many um, I, I do like um, master episodes uh, yeah. so both a spirit from space and this one <clears throat> are written by robert holmes um <clears throat> me. and i like how um uh Robert Holmes clearly th- spends some time thinking about like, all right, these things can manipulate plastic. Like before, they were just mannequins, uh, and he clearly said, "Oh yeah, I suppose if they could, they could be anything, right?" So the the killer phone cord and the uh, you know yeah. the daffodils that spray stuff <laughs> and the, the troll doll is a is a quite grotesque. Oh god, that's, uh, thing <laughs> that reminds me. Yeah, so they bring to life this troll doll and it's running around the house with uh, the strangling um, people. Yeah, and uh, it it was very r- reminiscent to me of uh, I was always very put off by the parts of the TV show Alf where they showed Alf, oh, Alf yeah. is normally a puppet <laughs> running. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they would cut away and show Alf running, which they probably got like a kid or a little person in a costume, but it was always very unsettling. Like it just, yeah. the yeah. way he moved was very unsettling. <laughs> this reminded me of that. This troll doll was like terrifying. Well, uh, it is, it's a, it's funny. So there's a, yeah, you've got the troll doll, um, which is, is terrifying. And then also, but <laughs> I love this. There's a scene where um, uh, he, they, you know, after the troll doll has strangled somebody, um, they bring it back to the lab, and the doctor's like, "I'm going to have to dissect this thing and figure out what makes it tick." And we find it. Come to find out, it's entirely plastic, like a solid plastic all the way through. But they won't show it. Like it's like off. He's like, you see him like sliced down with the scalpel or whatever, and they're like, "Yeah, it's too gruesome to show him cutting up this this plastic doll." Um, it's a very uh, yes, uh, and the uh, uh, I do like the killer phone cord uh, is also is also so, very good. oh, and the chair, the chair that smothers the guy. I think that's a great way. It's, yeah, <laughs> I I just I mean I I yeah I've never liked the master, and I feel like from the introduction <laughs> from the very beginning, I just question this character for I, I, not the the general concept of there is another time lord who's sort of the anti doctor and uh causes but it's more about the powers that they ascribe to him if you right. will powers again being bored the techniques or whatever that he used which is like a lot of disguise and hypnosis and it just seems like i don't know there would be more interesting things that an evil time lord <laughs> who has control over time and space right. do it just more, seems yeah. like it's it's mainly parlor tricks that he, <laughs> that he's doing and it <laughs> just seems point. So, so, so he was meant to be, according to the the producers, this is Barry Litz and Terrence Dix who created this character, um, and they said, you know, the the doctor needs a Moriarty, right? He's, he's the, the doctor's Holmes right, needs right. a Moriarty. He needs an arch nemesis. Um, and yes, the Daleks are great, but you really can't have scenes of like, you know, where you sit down in two easy chairs and discuss, have an urbane discussion of the plot with a Dalek, right? Like it just doesn't work like, or, or, you know, other robots. Um, so you needed a human like character that could have some, um, uh, be somewhat suave or whatever. And so, yeah, they came up with the idea of the master. Um, but yeah, it is, it's, his powers are weird. His motivations are very strange. We'll talk about a bit more in the theme, but I I love actually the the thing that really undercuts him in this episode. There's a couple of things. The thing that undercuts him in this episode is it's four episodes trying to arrange this huge plot. And then the, the Nessians are going to come down through the radio telescope and take over the world. And he's winning. It's all about to happen. And the doctor goes, wait, what do you think they'll do to you when they get here? And he's like, oh, you're right. And then immediately turns on them. (laughs) Like like, (laughs) one second. you're right. I hadn't thought of that. And then just immediately turns on him. Um, and then you get the, uh, you get the, the, um, end thing where the, they, the master has, um, uh, of course has a, a rubber mask of his own face that he puts on the other guy, right. Who comes out of that, which we've now seen in the sea devils too. Same thing. Uh, and he comes yeah, out yeah. of the, the coach and they shoot him. 
And it's like, wait, that's not the master. Uh, and then he goes away. And then they're like, well, and, and when they do pull off the mask, it's like right. the moment before you see him, perfect just a person then when they pull off the mask it is just the worst not the, <laughs> right. i mean i i, I, I get like the just... mask from halloween like with that yeah, on michael Myers. Yeah, exactly but then exactly. and they uh but then at the end the doctors they're like um uh they're like huh well that means the master's stuck here on earth with us we'll probably see him again and the doctor goes i'm rather looking forward to it and it's like really he murdered he was gonna murder half a million people right, <laughs> you're right. like oh won't that be fun and that i think is it's one of the biggest problems with the master and we'll see this and and Stephen Moffat tries to deal with it uh, in later series when the master comes back um, and is sort of like their relationship is so complicated and alien and whatever that uh, we just can barely fathom it. Um, and uh, that they're, you know, they're trying to kill each other. And the you know, doctor loves the master, even though they're enemies. It's, it's a very, it just doesn't work for me. It's just like, no, the master is brutally murdered billions of people in Legopolis. Like he wipes out half the universe. Like you can't just be like, oh, but you know, he's, he's, we're still friends. It's just calm. You just don't understand. It'd be like, Even in that, like in Legopolis, <laughs> like, right, he, he he was doing terrible things. There was genocide. But then how, oh, how did they find him? Oh, because he would like turn people into little dolls. Yeah. Like it was such a cheesy <laughs> thing. I mean, to me, the like at least where we got closer was with um like the end of time or, or like in, yeah. in, the, in the later, in the last David Tennant appearances. We are all have left of my people. That gives you some hook to have a relationship. And he just I seemed think. like he did feel more like a Moriarty at that point. He was yeah. like mad and and was right. using every he's, he's just sick. like a brilliant yeah. genius like the joker or or moriarty yeah like that yeah. i get but when it's just like you know whatever i mean again we've talked about it before it's just it's mustache swirling and it's a little yeah. i mean when you i mean you know but it is, it is like it is a bit like if uh if mrs probe was a serial killer and you're like, hey, but you guys don't know her. Like, I mean, she's really, she's killed a lot of people, sure, but she's great. And we all, like, come on, everybody. And like, oh, this is going to be awkward. And she's, I hope she doesn't kill anyone while we're there. Um, yeah, uh, this is a, so this is a season premiere. Um, uh, is this the first appearance of Joe, Katie Manning's Joe? And, and she is adorable. Um, uh, and even though she is totally incompetent, she does grow on you very quickly. Um, she, uh, first appearance of Master, first appearance of Captain Yates, uh, who come, who's going to become a regular, uh, as we've seen in some other episodes at uh, Yates was meant to be Joe's love interest. Um, I don't think there's particularly a, a ton of chemistry between them, um, uh, possibly because um, like uh, 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 Richard Franklin, who plays Yates, is gay as well. Like gay, gayest level gay, like just <laughs> off the off the charts. Um, wonderful, wonderful fellow. Still very big Doctor Who uh, 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 advocate and whatnot. But um, so, uh, um, so you've got, and this is what's creating what becomes known as the unit family. So this is, They've decided very consciously that we're going to have to soften you into a little bit like the the Spirit from Space, the Silurians, Inferno, all those season seven with Liz Shaw. Unit was a very efficient military organization, blah, blah. Now they kind of soften it into kind of this um, uh, this more um, uh, just, just a little more jokey and a little less sort of efficient military organization. Um, and it, it might undercut it a little bit. It's a little more folksy, I guess. Um, but it does. I mean, these are so these are the regulars. So the, the Brigadier Benton, Yates, Joe and the master. He's in every story this season. Wow. Uh, and they become sort of the regulars. Um, and, uh, you know, it gets to the point, as we saw in like the, the diamonds, um, he becomes um, at one point the cliffhangers. The master is about to be thre- is being threatened. Right. And it's like, OK, when, when you when you now your your bad guy can be the threatening of the bad guy can be um, uh, can be, uh, uh, you know, a cliffhanger that, that tells you, you know, he's become a very popular character. And of um, course, every time the master comes into the local bar, they all go. Master. Master. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also start this ridiculous thing of like, uh, you know, here it's he's Colonel Masters is his name at the thing, but now they keep doing the thing where it's like, uh, surely Joe, you know your ancient Greek. Thascalus is Greek for master. Right, like, right, right, using, right. Like, surely you know your your ancient Swahili, Joe. Uh, but um, uh, you also have uh, oh, by the way, uh, the factory manager, the guy that the master is kind of uh, uh, manipulating, um, uh, is is played by Davros. Uh, that's Michael uh-huh. Fisher, uh in an early role. Um, and uh, this is also the beginning of, of and it's happened before, but certainly uh, this may be Barry Lesser directed this, but um, the heavy use of CSO of, of green screen, uh, they use it a lot and sort of unnecessarily in some way. Like, I mean, like, like the scene with the, 
to save money, obviously, but like the scene with the woman in the kitchen, like, you know, and she hears her husband being strangled. She turns around and it's just clearly like her against like a, a completely unscaled photograph of a kitchen. <laughs> like she turns around <laughs> and like, so they're clearly trying to do something interesting with the special effects. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But um, a bad CSO, as we have seen and will continue to see, is definitely a hallmark of 1970s uh, Doctor Who. But uh, I, the, this was also a controversial episode. And it was scary. Uh, at the time, it was very scary. The, and uh, they actually got a lot of complaints. Um, the uh, troll dog had a lot of complaints. People, people, the, the producer was like, oh, yeah, I had a phone call from a mother who was like her kid was afraid to go to bed with, because she was afraid her teddy bear was going to come to life and strangle her. And I was like, okay, so we may cross <laughs> the line there. Uh, and then he also got a phone call about, um, uh, you know, they're, they're kidnapped by the police, right, who are autons and taken, driven out to the um, – uh, the quarry there uh, and the police were like, please don't make policemen scary for little kids. Like we were trying to get kids to trust police, go up and talk to them and ask for help. And if you make them scary, can't do that. Um, I, I will say I also love, I don't know why it makes me laugh every time. Um, the Brigadier, for some reason, instead of driving like a military Jeep or a truck, drives a little blue car. <laughs> it's just like, like they show up and there's like a soldier with a machine gun and like Mike Yates and all in uniform. And they get out of this little tiny blue car. And they're like, why don't you have a military car? <laughs> this looks like a rental you got at the airport. <laughs> Beam it up. Theme it down. (laughs) You've got to theme it. Theme it good. Wow, this is from the No Not the Mind Probe workout video. (laughs) I know. Uh, Yeah, it was. It's meant to be an homage, sort of, to Devo. Um, uh, but these these classic people remind me of Devo. But listen, uh, in all seriousness, if we can all just settle down. Calm down, people. (laughs) Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, calm down. Stop laughing. You have to be on set. You have to have some decorum, man. We are adherents of the repeating memes here on No, Not the Mind Probe. We like to talk about certain uh, topics that thread themselves through time and space and Doctor Who. And I sit I, like a spider at the center of the web, like yes. a single, a single touch, and I connect the two. <laughs> uh, what, what did you want to, what did you want to touch on here with these couple stories? Well, here? I mean, look, I, you love the master, I know, and I, I feel like we should, let's get love to the him. bottom of him. I, mean, I think what's interesting here, and maybe an interesting connection, is um, uh, sort of motivations for evil, right? Um, so the master seems to be just evil he's like he's just, why is he evil well he checked the box uh, on a form and uh, <laughs> that's now he's evil um and then you can compare and, and he it. took it back up to the front desk and be like i'm sorry i checked evil and they're like <laughs> i'm sorry sir but right, you yeah. did check the form and we have we have processed it there's a line if you want it you can come back but i really just just take it and just go <laughs> um and then the gangers are I, we're very confused we didn't talk about this much but the gangers are somewhat confused because like the same person would be one of them like would be like, I, I want to kill them all. And then the other one's like, I know she's going to want to kill us all, but she's, she really doesn't mean it. like they, their motivations were all over the place, even though they're supposed to be identical people. It's a, um, but they were clearly working very hard to be like, here's why they're bad or good. So I don't know. What does that work? Do you need to understand? We've talked a little bit about backstories and stuff before. Do you need to understand why the master is evil? Or is it just enough to be like, eh, he's got a beard and he wears black? And that's enough. Like, <laughs> do you need that whole backstory um, uh, to explain it or not? Or does it undercut the evilness or does it make it stupid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it undercuts it. Um, it it's just. <clears throat> I. I, I I just never take him seriously. Like I, right. I have a hard time taking him seriously with any of it. And um, I, I don't know. I, I, I if he was truly going to be like a Moriarty figure, part of that is that honestly, you don't see Moriarty for a lot of uh, right. The and time. I also don't know why Moriarty's a bad guy. He's just a crime boss, I suppose. But and like, I, I, I don't know that it would help. Um, but I. Whatever they're doing isn't working. <laughs> I mean, I, that's all I can say. I I, I don't know. Which I think so. You got like uh, fairy tales. There are bad guys. You don't really most of the time. You don't know why they're bad. Um, comic books. There. Well, you get origin stories sometimes on the comic. You do, people, right? I mean, I think like. Um, yeah, of course. There's tons of origin stories of the Joker. The whole deal with the Joker is that 
um there's never there's not one canonical joker origin origin Uh, story i thought he fell into a bed of acid or something is that just jack nicholson that's the jack nicholson one and in fact what they make it a part of it in the comic is that he tells very detailed origin stories but he's told 20 million of them Uh, so you have no sense of like are they Uh, all right are they like you know it's it's there's no you know if you can't trust the super villain if you can't trust the clown (laughs) the guy with a clown face i mean your two daughters are are they both good or evil or have they not decided yet <laughs> it hasn't been revealed yet <laughs> one has darker hair okay all right, right. All right. So she's my money goes to she's got a goatee which is really we're really concerned about that <laughs> she gets an eye patch we know we're in trouble yeah i mean i so the other example i was going to give and i i think it is helpful if they have motivations in a movie i think it's helpful if you understand their motivations um and the two uh, from marvel movies are mm-hmm. that are are good uh, that are, are interesting villains are um, in the Infinity War things. Thanos, um, he had a very clear philosophy. Mm-hmm. So you kind of don't know what makes him evil necessarily. Right. But, but there's a motivation. You know what is leading plan. him to do these evil things? He has very Like a clear... Bond villain. All Bond. You don't know why Bond villains became super rich, crazy, mean people, but you know what they're trying to do, right? Like, yeah, they have the, a very clear to reason. to do a thing. Yeah. And, and in fact, it's not even so much <laughs> of like... Oh, let's say a Bond villain sometimes might be like to get money or power and it's driven him to do this thing. Well, the Thanos thing is he's basically, well, I want to I want to kill every half the people in the world because the world has too much suffering. and too many too many beings in it. Mm-hmm. So I actually want to take out this is the only way to do it. We just have to do this once. And then, you know, and so that that is like a philosophy that's driving him. It was a, um, it's a plank of Biden's platform that a lot of people just yes, glided over. That's right. <laughs> but but unless we end the filibuster, John, it'll never happen. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was in the Black Panther movie. Um, they go into quite a detailed story on Eric Killmonger, and I don't know if it's exactly the same as the comics. Um, but in the movie, Eric Killmonger is basically a a son of that mythical land Wakanda where the Black, where Black Panther is from. Sorry, the but, character's name is Killmonger? Yeah, his name was Eric Killmonger. Okay, well um, that also could be the problem. <laughs> that's probably part of it. <laughs> I believe that's the name he takes on later, but um, but he was abandoned by uh, that by the Wakandans and sort of left to he he was cut off from the family and kind of left to come up on his, on his own mm-hmm. and you just sort of see a lot of what goes into him feeling like no, I have to do every like I just have to take care of myself first because no one is taking care of me at right. all. And you see how it's like he's left behind by society. He's left behind by like the government. Like they're just repeatedly. But does that um, make you like, oh, you should kill everybody. You know, he, no, everyone. He's right. He's had a rough go of it and he should kill. I everyone. think I think when it's good, like in that movie, you don't feel that maybe, but you feel like I kind of see why he's doing yeah. this. Um, right. I don't feel like I would make this choice, but uh, he was also he's been pushed to the brink very clearly, and mm-hmm. you sort of understand where he's coming from. Um, you know, which and- is interesting, right? So it's like, I wonder if that's a, I wonder if that's a conscious like a writer's like like with a master kind of thing. It's like we don't want you to understand where he's, which is I guess why you go with he's crazy. Right. Like we don't want you to understand where they're coming from. So they're just nuts and they're crazy and they think that up is down and they they don't like, you know, the color blue uh, because it's aliens talking about something. And they're just going to destroy everything. Right. And it's like so there's no uh, I'm trying to think. Is that like a conscious choice an author would make to be like, I don't want you even I, this person is just unabashedly evil and I don't want you remotely thinking, which I guess is just. Well, I guess it's our big challenge. It's a big philosophical question, right? Is there just people who are pure evil or just people who start out bad and they're never any good? Or maybe, I don't know. Is there an objective? Is there an objective moral truth? Let's decide that in the next five minutes. Folks, call in. But I think when when it's a, when it's a bad guy in an ongoing serial thing, yeah. I think it's easier in a movie to sort of get you to the point where I can see why this bad person is doing this single action to some extent like this, you know. Yeah. In a TV show, it's like, why is this person just repeatedly doing these yeah. bad things over and over? Um, and like, I feel like at that point, it's probably better to not maybe know some motivations like Moriarty. You kind of know some of or yeah. maybe yeah. actually more is revealed about that. I don't know. But I, well, I guess what not I mean really. is really, yeah, really one. Yeah. You know, kind of like Moriarty's philosophy. You don't know yeah. why he is right. like this, but he's like sowing chaos and these things. But like, you don't I don't know that you know why. So yeah. because I think like it would be 
yeah, I, and I, maybe there's something to that, that it's like if it's just a bad guy in, in a serial thing. But then again, we mentioned comic books. So those are obviously serialized, and, and you, you do know often. When the Master becomes, I mean, that's, this is a problem with the Master, too. It becomes a mess. I, there's a, we'll get to it at some point. The King's Demons, uh, which is a Fifth Doctor one, uh, and he shows up with Anthony Ainley's Master. Uh, and the whole thing is he's going to, uh, he's, he's replaced King John from the Robin Hood days uh, with a robot, uh, so that he won't sign the Magna Carta, and he's like, and it will sow chaos throughout Earth history or whatever. That was the, that was the evil plot. And it's like you're gonna destroy the universe, and now you're just like, ah, now the Magna Carta won't be signed. <laughs> As like, oh, okay, and, and so yes, it becomes like, well, wait, what is he doing? Is he just making a mess to make a mess? Like, there is a um. It's interesting. We talked. We just mentioned it. the meddling monk uh, is a, is another time look character that doesn't show up much. Uh, in, it only shows up once or twice in the early days of the series. Doesn't really come back. Comes back a little bit in the books and some of the audios and stuff. But his motivation is just uh, he's just kind of mischievous. He's just like, hey, wouldn't it be fun if I gave you know the uh, uh, anti tank rockets to the Vikings or something like? And like it'll be like we'll, we'll see what would happen. And like or, or, or you know his motivation is which. Is almost a little more believable. It's like, okay, yeah. If you, I mean, yes, it's terrible, and if he's 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 amoral. He doesn't care about the consequences or something like that. I kind of get that at least. <laughs> Master granted, seems to like sometimes I just be is a weird motivation. Being evil for no reason. Sometimes it's to sort of gain power, which in some cases you're like, you could do this so much easier. Like like actually, in some of the David Tennant ones, it was believable though not enjoyable. The episodes where he was like, hey, I'm just gonna pretty much become prime minister and run the world it's like yeah well actually if you had a time machine i guess you right. could probably sort these things out like you know um put five dollars in a bank account in like 1901 or buy a whole bunch of at&t stock in like 1900 and you know collect- just and just to pitch some ideas here yeah, to yeah. me a more believable long-running if you're gonna have the master being this like long-running essentially yin yang of the doctor um i think there's a pretty clear thing which is that the doctor is like I don't know. Obviously, we don't know exactly the doctor's mandate, right? And in fact, mm-hmm. recently we found out that the TARDIS is sending him everywhere. Yeah, so, but, um, but generally, he's going around the universe, and generally, when he shows up, he's trying to help people out and 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 go through t- time and do this. And obviously, he does stick to the rules of time. But I would say that he does err on the side of he gets involved with the beings he meets and tries to help them out. I could see a pretty queer sort of uh foil to that saying like you shouldn't be messing with this stuff i'm gonna go back and fix the things that you've done and let things happen organically yeah and it it would come across as evil because of chaos yeah right he's causing chaos often to like save certain things or whatever he's like and i can imagine someone come back and like no i'm gonna fix that those all those people should die like you should have let them die that'd be good you shouldn't be doing this i like that so that's my pitch for the master. Russell T. Davies, are you paying attention? And and where's the TARDIS? And, and is, a bigger is, mustache. Sorry to interrupt, yeah, but also a, a much bigger mustache. Where you can twirl more. And yeah. if the TARDIS, you know, the TARDIS is bringing the doctors to the places, the master is in a Honda Accord. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you always took me where I needed to be. Oh, right. For our new sponsor, Honda. Uh, <laughs> buy an Accord. Uh, well, usually a, a tagline <laughs> at the point in the podcast, right after we solve the master, which we right, do yeah. usually every episode, we yeah. figure out the master. <laughs> uh, we like to rank, uh, rank the episodes. We there are we actually 299 official Doctor Who television stories. We have ranked 122 of them. By the way, when are the new Who uh, shows coming? Do we know that yet? Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Just okay. So <clears throat> the the. We got a couple things going on here. So um, the next, the final Jodie Whittaker episode is also the centenary BBC episode. Uh, interestingly, and I just learned this, the technically the hundredth birthday of the BBC is October eighteenth, my birthday, which I think is an alignment of stars that, frankly, <laughs> has never been acknowledged before and should be. Um, <clears throat> so it's expected that the Jodie Whittaker story will come out sometime in October. Uh, but uh, the frustration a lot of people are having, uh, people are sort of like, oh, Russell T. Davies, you keep making all these announcements and he's upstaging the you know Jodie Whittaker's final episode. And to his credit, he went on TV recently and was like, hey, I've seen it and it's really good and you should all get excited about it. And we just stopped talking about my stuff. And but like the BBC and the production team doing is they haven't even told us what the title is of it yet or when it's coming out or anything about it or released a trailer besides the one we saw in like in, in like April. And it's just like 
hey, you should try promoting it maybe a little. Uh, and people might. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, sometime in October, likely the next, uh, the final Jodie Whittaker, which is going to be a 90 minute extravaganza feature. Um, and then um, and then the 60th anniversary story. That uh, will come out sometime, probably close to. We might actually go through like a year gap of Doctor. This is our, it's our real chance to put a dent in the deficit. Got, yeah, uh, there we, you we go. Can, we got a year to put it in. So yes, October sometime for the next. One. All right. So we don't know when <coughs> when Shooty is going to be showing up here. Okay. Well, um, we're going to rank the ones we have. So we've ranked 122. Yeah. We're going to rank uh, two more. I will start. Please. Do. These are both real like middle of the road for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebel Flesh, the almost people. I put. Almost smack dab in the middle of the pack. Number uh, looks like fifty-seven. Um, mm-hmm. When I ranked it, um, I was just kind of okay with. I don't know. I'm I'm somewhat. I don't know what it is. I am somewhat souring on the, the. Whereas there were many episodes in like the seasons past where I'd be like, you know what, I just love these actors and it's yeah. fine, and I was getting through it. I'm getting a little antsy with it all right now. I'm like. Yeah. Can we just what what's happening? Like yeah, what are we what's doing? Your stick? Hey, come on, um <laughs> and and so then I'm putting more pressure on the story itself to ca- carry through and I just I just didn't really love this one. Yeah. I didn't want to put it I I guess maybe the other side of that is because of the cast I'm not going to be putting it at like 100, you know. Mm-hmm. I put it in the middle. I I put it um just below Ambassadors of Death, Vampires of Venice, Unicorn and Wasp, which were just sort of like nice little episodes. Um mm-hmm. and then just above Time Warrior, End of Time, Idiot's Lantern, which were like um, you know, I enjoyed this better than that, maybe just because of the actors and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Terror of the Autons, I put a little lower. I just, I just didn't really enjoy this, and I, I do love uh, the Third Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of your I would have to look, but I feel like this was one of my least favorite Third Doctor stories. Um, yeah, just didn't really enjoy it. Doctor Who and the Sailorines a bit lower, but yeah. Uh, so I, I put a 73 uh, below mm-hmm. the Ark in Space. Um, the Ark in Space is finally kind of getting yeah, up. It's creeping now. back uh, up. But, It'll get there. It'll get um, there. So, yeah, that's where I, that's where I have them. Um, yeah. The I, I, the, so the, the Rebel Flesh, the Almost People, um, it, it actively annoys me. I actually got COVID to avoid watching it. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I had COVID a few weeks ago. Uh, better now. Everybody, I'm fine. I watched a lot of ER. If anyone needs to be intubated, I know how to do it. Um, I, I'm pretty confident I could also put in a chest tube or a central line. There's a lot I could do medically. Remember, we um, did talk to an actual doctor about some of the things you learned from ER and determined that you just wanted to give people water a lot, like prep for lavage was yes. just sort of like you get a put a lavage, water. You get a CBC Chem Seven. Uh, yeah, you prep for lavage. Apparently, that yeah, happens but, a lot. I don't, our I don't doctor know why. friend told you like. <laughs> I, I, you were not prepped for love. That was wouldn't be a yeah. thing. You know, so. yeah, yeah. Our doctor friend has had a lot of jobs. I've noticed very <laughs> few of them involving actually doctoring people. So uh, let's okay. just, yeah, I'm not going to mention any names, um, but it's an Indian guy, so there's only a few <laughs> of those around, especially in the medical profession. Anyway, um, uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, I yeah, the Rebel Flash almost people actively annoys me again, and it really is that that thing of like. It seems to be really earnestly trying to say something that just doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just kind of like I don't, I don't understand it. And I, 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 again, I kept struggling with like, am I being too hard on it? Like, can it just be a sci-fi story? It doesn't have to have an analogy to current, you know, something that's going on in the current world. And the answer is no, which is why it's at number seventy-seven uh, uh, for me. Um, I've got it right by the Beast Below, which is another one that's just kind of like it's. A, it seems like a mess, and I'm just like. What are you trying to do here? Uh, and yeah. use another draft. And I agree too with you. If you said this could, this did not need to be two parts. It's just like, okay, not. <laughs> yeah, something else could. The 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 whole TARDIS one. The the Doctor's wife could have been two parts. I'd be more interesting to explore that world and that idea. Um, so I think yeah. a lot of it, by the way, kept it floating a little higher for me, just because the scenes with Matt Smith playing off himself were yeah. really fun. But. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, if you, if you and uh, um, yeah, so that that was a nice effort, but just not not working. Uh, Terror of the Outlands, I do have a little bit higher. Uh, I think I got it in the um, uh, I, I have it uh, at number thirty uh, uh, seven. I think this is uh, right around Tomb of the Cybermen, uh, Doctor Who and Silurians, um, which is just sort of in that. Uh, I really associate with Tomb of the Cybermen, which is sort of dodgy special effects um significant ish story um i do i'd like the i like joe grant i like the unit team um i like delgado as the master in the third it's just it's, it is a very it is the epitome of the third doctor's stories uh and i think it's definitely one that even like the you know the, the autons are just a very memorable I, I like it's actually one that is somewhat scary uh in a way and it is doing it is doing some very 
violent and terrifying imagery. So yeah, I've got it number uh, number thirty seven. This it's a it's one of those classic ones that just kind of sits in the head. It's like oh, I remember I do remember this story. Um, although the ending again, the ending with the master just being like, oh yeah, never mind. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Never mind. <laughs> um, is is very amazing. And then the idea of like, I'm really looking forward to spending time with him. I hope he kills another half <laughs> a million people. <laughs> like, you know what? It wasn't really was it really that bad this little time we had together. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, sometimes you get together with friends and things just get out of control. Yeah. Well, if I put that into the old supercomputer. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, basically they end up right in the middle. Uh, yeah, Terror of the yeah. Autons, 57, um, right below Utopia, right above Beast Below. Uh, Rebel Flesh, Almost People, 68, yeah. right below End of the World, right above Battle Parting of the Ways. And then I was able to use uh, our our ranking page on the site to actually determine what, what my uh, third Doctor Stories is, uh-huh. uh, the orders. Because what you can do you on can our ranking page, website. Yeah. if you go to mindprobe.show uh, slash rankings. Write this down, Gosling. Uh, lots of stuff you could do. Here's what I was able to do. I can click on Porter there. Then it orders the whole list by my rankings. And then I can type in on the little search box third and then it limits it to just the third doctor so what i've actually found is uh i actually have quite a few uh below a doctor who and the silurians curse of peladon and the daemons Mm. are all lower uh than terror of the autumn that's about right actually uh that, that, that seems about right lots of other stuff you can do in there you can see of course all the episodes you can see some of the notes on the episodes from john you can see the rankings and you can order them all to your heart's content Mm. and uh you can also look at the watch order to see what's coming up next on the podcast or if you just want to watch along with us uh from the past up as you can see all that it's a lot of if you want to chart out your future here's the way to do it also handy buttons to subscribe to the podcast uh, in in apple Podcasts or spotify or your 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 favorite podcasting app Please do that. Give us a ranking and uh, please do share the show with friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and and tell people, you know, I haven't checked the mail forever. I, I think I lost the link to that. But I'll, I'll do that one day. Um, yes. But tell your friends. Tell your friends, folks. This is this is you know, again. Ryan Gosling is probably listening to this right now. And don't you don't you want to do what he does? He's apparently cool. Right. <laughs> is he cool? Do we think he's, he's cool? He's supposed to be a nice guy. I get him confused with Ryan Reynolds. Uh... Um, they're both people yeah. with abs that I'm never going to have, uh, and so it's very yeah. You get them both. Well, that's confused. cool. That's cool. They have cool abs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's an accomplishment. Uh, John, uh, yeah, you know what order. tends to happen is we we have another uh, podcast in a couple yeah. of weeks. So what what should people look forward to in that one? What are we going to well, watch, folks? Well, first of all, um, uh, Porter will be relaxing, uh, back, relaxed and refreshed from Aruba, although we're going to record this before right. he goes to Aruba, but assume that he's back and relaxed and refreshed from Aruba. Yeah. Uh, I will be back, relaxed and refreshed from New York, which is just a cesspit of disease. Um, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but both of us will have watched uh the so this is a, a mid-season finale of this oh. current season is a good man goes to war mm. uh, this is this is matt smith this is karen gillen this is this is arthur darville this is alex kingston this is uh, just just a, a a litany of star a star-studded doctor who uh, extravaganza uh as our as our mid-season finale a lot of a lot of plot happening like get get out your little notebooks and, and your little your little your little uh-huh. post-it notes your little notebooks and write down those plots um and so there's the theme of war we've paired that um with in terms of plot the almost exact opposite uh the dominators um with minimal plot <laughs> happening um uh, this is a second Doctor uh, Zoe and Jamie story, uh, and uh, I'm just going to tease a little bit here. Uh, uh, the this introduces the menacing Quarks, uh, which were billed, or, or some people on the production team thought they were the next Daleks. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, uh, prepare yourself for the terror that is the Quarks. Uh, it must be uh, very difficult to defeat. That's what I I would take from that. It must be very very right. hard to defeat them. Right. I mean, I if you take. could just tip them over, that would be ridiculous. But thankfully, that would seem, yeah. 
all right well you know we look forward to that i look forward to my trip in aruba all in the future and i say here's to that john Mm. here's to the future a future with less quirks more plastic yeah john and i are pro plastic we think there's more plastic in the world pro plastic yeah Uh, Uh, yeah, i mean i think the the autons now i guess you'd recycle them also, yeah. you know, I love their campaign, which was, hey, we're going to hand out plastic flowers by some terrifying giant headed people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, these are quite novel. I like the idea that that time that everyone was just so excited about plastic that they were like, anything made of plastic, they were like, this is amazing, this is great. How could so this possibly go wrong? Uh, yeah, 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 I know. Plastics uh, are now part you- of, like, every ecosystem, like, every level now like they've been like digested they find by them in our blood now the microplastics are going on our blood they've, they've found them in like fish in the bottom of the ocean have, yeah. have yeah. plastic in their uh, digestive tract yeah. yeah so you know um, um we may have <laughs> shot, shot wrong there a, just by a hair we may have just, <laughs> just a touch yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this is the uh, we'll call it, this is the tipping point mind probe episode. This is the episode where we said, you know what, folks, it's, we're over the line. It's done. It's done, folks. <laughs> now we're a race against time to finish this podcast or save the planet. Think of how much plastic you've wasted buying all your Doctor Who tapes and DVDs. Oh, yeah, and, and, and my and CD, all these CD jewel cases. And I still insist on buying the CDs even though I don't even take them out of the case but, but then don't you immediately throw them into the ocean after you listen to them? I actually take a fi- I try to shove them down a fish's throat. I'm like, eat it! Eat it, fish! <laughs> I'm like, Come on! <laughs> Mindprobe.show.